Chart Chat is a member of the Tiege.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tiege.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, September 17th, 2018. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And you are listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. Caitlin, as our listeners know, last week was our grand return to form, both of us, power team. And then what happens? (laughs) Basically that. (laughs) I just have no immune system. And at this point... I just have to deal with it in my life, and that's fine. And the podcast continues. <laughs> I think you said some sort of sinus infection or something like that. Yeah, that's been plaguing me for quite some time. And whenever that happens, I just like can't hear anything, and my ears ring, and it's just like all this lovely stuff that is not conducive to having a weekly podcast. However, this is what keeps me alive, so it's kind of funny how things work out that way, isn't it? <laughs> Hooray! So we hope you get well soon and definitely don't feel like you have to push yourself as we talk about all these exciting chart entries uh, like Eminem. But we'll get to Eminem. But first, debuting in the US at number 97, there's Chris Young with his song Hanging On. Debuting at number 94, there's Thunderclouds by LSD, which is also known as Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo. And then we start with the Eminem block. Debuting at number 67, Eminem featuring Jesse Reyes with Good Guy. Debuting at number 65, it's Eminem and Jesse Reyes with Nice Guy. little break in the pattern there. We have Childish Gambino, who debuts at number 54 with Feels Like Summer. Back to Eminem, who debuts at number 49, 42, and 39 with Venom, Stepping Stone, and Normal, respectively. One more break in the pattern. We have 6ix9ine featuring Anuel AA, debuting at number 30 with their song BB. And then back to Eminem. You have him featuring Royce to 5'9", debuting at number 24 with their song Not Alike. And then you have Eminem Solo debuting at number 23, 16, 12, and number 8 with Greatest, Kamikaze, Fall, and The Ringer. And then, as if that wasn't enough, you have your highest U.S. chart entry of the week. You have Eminem featuring Joyner Lucas with Lucky You debuting at number 6. Caitlin, what you got on your side of things? A couple of the same songs. Obviously, if Eminem drops something, it's going to show up in both charts. Uh, And for the first time ever, I actually like an Eminem song, which is so exciting. And I'll give you guys a big reveal when we're done listing the UK chart entries. At number 100, we have Criss Cross Amsterdam, The Boy Next Door, featuring Connor Maynard with the song Whenever. At number 90, we have Sigma with the song Anywhere. At 88, we have 21 Pilots debuting with their song My Blood. At number 76, we have, I think, the weirdest song I have ever heard in my life titled You Want My Sister by a band called One Hour Band. I highly recommend checking out our playlist this week to listen to that awkwardness. At number 67, we have 6ix9ine featuring Enwell AA with Bebe or BB Rexa. At number 57, we have Maybell with One Shot. At number 38, we have AJ Tracy with 
Lover Loser. And jumping up to the top 10, we have Eminem with the song Fall at number 9. Lucky You featuring Joyner Lucas at number 6. Same placement as the U.S. chart entry. And at number 4, the highest entry of the week, we have Eminem with The Ringer. And, as promised, my favorite song by Eminem, the only song I like by Eminem, is Lucky You, featuring Joyner Lucas. I can't get enough of this song. I love it. I like that he makes fun of Kendrick Lamar. I love all these things. It's great. And it's not a lot of, like, grunty, and I can kind of do this because I have a coughing, gross voice right now. Eminem, like, (laughs) you know how he, like, does that in all his raps? So, anyway. Tanner! Talk to me about some country music. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll put off the Eminem and we'll see if we do wind up talking about that song. But first, we're going to talk about some country music. We are going to talk about Chris Young. His song Hanging On is the second single from his seventh album, which is titled Losing Sleep. Uh, that album was released way, way back in October of last year, which feels like a surprisingly long time between singles, especially if this is only the second single. A uh, brief overview for those unfamiliar. Chris Young is a country stalwart who goes way back to like the late 2000s, started really breaking big on the charts in 2009. Um, but he got his initial first big break as the winner of the fourth season of Nashville Star, um, which was a country singing reality show competition, kind of like American Idol. I don't know if, Caitlin, you remember that at all? I have all. never heard of this, but I really want to watch it. I think it aired on the USA Network or something like that, but I I didn't have not seen that and did not watch American Idol back in its heyday. But uh, <sighs> since winning that uh, that season of Nashville Star, he has racked up five number one country hits and twelve country top tens, um, and his albums have seen similar success. Um, however, his Hot 100 success has been a little bit more limited. Only five of his songs have cracked the top forty of the Hot 100, and none of them have peaked higher than number thirty three. Um, as for the song we're talking about this week, again, titled Hanging On, uh, precedent suggests that it'll probably climb a bit and then maybe peak somewhere kind of in the middle of the Hot 100, maybe in the kind of 50 to 60 range. Um, but at the very least, it seems certain to rise from its current position at number 19 on the country charts. Um, I'd be surprised if that didn't at least break, break top 10. Uh, maybe not maybe yeah probably will not hit number one because meant to be is going to be the number one country song uh until the end of time Uh, but let's listen to a better song than meant to be let's listen to once again chris young hanging on i'm a few drinks in but that ain't the reason i'm all tongue-tied and my breath's leaving this fast i can't get past those blue eyes shining, they keep drawing me into you got me falling off track. You get me like that. Yeah, I'm hanging on, hanging on to every word you say, every move you make. I'm hanging on, hanging on, wondering what's a next girl. I can't wait. Ain't nothing like spinning you around the room where everyone can see. Every smile coming off of your sweet lips, yeah. It makes me wanna stay here. No, this ain't a one night, one time thing. You always line me up. 
So first off, like plenty of good country songs, you've got a memorable turn of phrase, uh, uh, some some line or phrase that means one thing and then gets twisted around to also mean a second thing. Uh, in the case of Hanging On, you've got the chorus where first Chris Young sings about how he is hanging on to every word she uh, says, she being the romantic interest in the song. And then at the end of the chorus, Chris Young sings that he can't wait until she is hanging on to him while they are uh, hopefully dancing on said dance floor. Other things that stand out to me about the song, I really appreciate how we only played part of the second verse, but when the second verse starts, you have this palm muted guitar that enters in that kind of always a cool sound. Um, Mixes things up a little bit in a way that on an immediate sense, you know, adds another rhythmic element to the song. And I think it's kind of a necessary addition to the song because the one thing that holds the song back for me is the hook. So the hook is more or less the three note do 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 that sort of repeating figure. Um, and you know, between the at the end of the chorus leading into the verse, the guitar comes in to repeat it and kind of transition back to the start of the verse. But as for the chorus itself, that hook only makes up like the first part of the melody. It's the first part of the first two lines of the melody. Um, and then comes in at the very end of the fourth line. But the rest of the chorus feels kind of muddy and indistinct. Like the melody just kind of meanders around and doesn't do anything to either forward its own melodic ideas or emphasize or drive home that hook. Caitlin's got a an idea. Yes, Caitlin, front row. Okay. I think a lot about country music and a lot about the dangling modifiers they use for female characters and I love the idea of linking that muddiness and the it's almost like a confused and incomplete hook that you're talking about to this confused it it reminds me of like a mannequin like she this she that and all literally all I see is a mannequin like it's so interesting that country music continues to do this and that's all i want to say (laughs) so indistinct uh melody writing mirroring the indistinct lyricism yes indeed interesting i like it although i do wonder i I imagine that's the sort of thing that's probably not inherent or or exclusive to country music i mean I, i you probably get that sort of generic uh scene setting in plenty of other genres but i think for sure. Comparing the melodic focus of the song with the lyrical focus of the song and pointing out how they're both kind of ill-defined, I think kind of gets at the heart of what I'm sort of still wrestling with, which is I want to like this song. Like, I really, really like Chris Young's voice a lot. It's very warm, inviting, congenial. Um, it, and, like, it's a solid, well-put-together song. It just kind of lacks that extra something, I guess. Mm, um, yeah. Like, if it came if it came on the radio, I would not change it. I would not change the station. I'd be happy to listen to it. It'd be great. And then that'd be it. Like, I wouldn't go seeking it out. But I don't know if you feel differently. No, I mean, it It did fall into that. Like, I didn't find it particularly endearing because it didn't seem that personal. And it didn't fall into the category of kind of, I guess, more virtuosic country that has a guitar solo that I could be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh-huh. Sure. And also not seek it out again. So I, I also 
like fall into this average category, but on this song in particular, but Chris Young, go you. Like keep doing what you're doing. Moderate success breeds more moderate success. Hooray. Although he, uh, as of last year, I think, became a, a member of the Grand Ole Opry, so that's exciting. Sweet. Also exciting, depending on who you ask, at least, is Eminem and his new album, Kamikaze. Uh, we, of course, have to talk about that. Um, it released at the end of last month with no prior marketing. Surprise release. Certainly one of the major marketing trends of this decade. Um, as you might expect from an Eminem album, it debuted at the top of the Billboard 200. That is Eminem's ninth album to top the charts. Um, and again, you know, we've talked time and time again about how every time there's a major hip hop release, most of, if not all of the songs are going to show up on the hot 100 kamikaze is no different. You have all 11 songs. Um, there are two other tracks on the album that are basically skits, but the songs that are actual songs, uh, all debuted on the hot 100 this week. And I'm going to attempt the impossible in talking about modern day Eminem because <laughs> I feel like it's very, very easy when talking about modern day Eminem. And by modern day, I mean Eminem since like the mid 2000s. There is this massive gulf when it comes to Eminem's recent music between critical reception and audience popularity. And that gulf is exacerbated by the fact that there is this constant narrative that he has been putting out kind of awful music for again about a decade plus now as much as i can i'm going to try to sidestep that narrative um because i think sticking in that narrative is a really easy way to fall into a kind of knee jerk like huh eminem still makes music huh i thought he was i thought he was too old to do that huh caitlin yes so really really interesting the rapper machine gun kelly i don't know if you've heard of him yes perhaps called Eminem out and Eminem responded and it had something to do with Eminem's daughter like Machine Gun Kelly for a while has been like oh she's kind of hot <laughs> kind of thing and then Eminem's like no please but this feud has been going back and forth and Eminem is continuing to kind of address this issue with that knee jerk that you just explained like lol like please stop Eminem like we get it like you can rap fast nice but whether i i can't get into the quality right now of those things because it's not on the charts right now but i want to point back to where tanner is taking us and that's kamikaze and i'm gonna also probably cut in with a couple funny disses that i picked up through listening to this album i i enjoyed them anyway sorry that was a total aside but check out that machine gun kelly rap devil check it out no, you're totally good. So yeah, and then Eminem just recently released a response track of his own, and I'm sure both of those tracks will probably show up in future episodes. So stay, stay tuned for that. But I want to take some deep breaths and start this Kamikaze discussion with what I think is the best track on Kamikaze. And with apologies to Caitlin, it's not lucky you. I think <laughs> eh, it doesn't really matter. They're, they're not that substantially different in quality, I think. But we're going to take a listen to The Ringer, which is the opening track off Kamikaze. In the industry, especially in that thing, recovery, clone of me. So, 
Give it bang, chicken wang, DJK, Igaze, Lil Punk, Lil Xan, imitate Lil Wayne. I should aim at everybody in the game, pick a name. I'm fed up with being humble, and rumor is I'm hungry. I'm sure you heard rumblings, I heard you wanna rumble, like an empty stomach. I heard you mumbling, but it's jumbled and mumble jumbo. The era that I'm from, I'm pummeling you, that's what it's coming to. What the fuck you gonna do when you run into it? I'm gonna crumble you, and I'll take a number two and dump on you if you ain't joining. If you ain't Kendrick or Cole or Sean, then you're a corner. I'm about to bring it to anyone in this gift you want it. I guess when you walk into BK, you expect a whopper. You can order a quarter pounder when you go to McDonald's, but if you're looking to get a porterhouse, you better go get revival. But y'all acting like I tried to serve you up a slider. Maybe the vocal should have been auto-tuning, you would have bought it. But saying I no longer got it, cause you missed the line and never caught it. Cause it went over your head because you're too stupid to get it. Cause you're mentally retarded, but pretend to be the smartest with your expertise and knowledge. But you'll never be an artist, and I'm harder on myself than you could ever be. Regardless, what I'll never be is flawless. All I ever be is honest. Even when I'm gone, they're gonna say I brought it. Even when I hit my 40s, like a fucking alcoholic with a bottle full of malt liquor. But I couldn't bottle this shit any longer. The fact that I know that I'ma hit my bottom if I don't pull myself from the jaws of defeat and rise to my feet. I don't see why y'all even started with me. I get in peace, my enemies die. I don't cease fire till at least all of the seats. I'm east side, never be caught slipping. Now you see why I don't sleep, not even a wink. I don't blink, I don't doze off, I don't even nod to the beats. I don't even. <sighs> I'm out of breath. So yeah, it's obviously a given that pretty much any Eminem release is going to feature technically proficient rapping, and of course the ringers are no different. Uh, in just the clip that we heard, uh, Eminem, you know. He's dissing Lil Pump, Lil Xan, other young rappers um, in a way that cops the Gucci gang flow at the very beginning of that uh, that clip. And I think yeah. that is really funny and well done and smart. And it speaks to what, I don't know if I would call this a full-blown hypothesis, but it seems like even with latter-day Eminem, angry Eminem is often Eminem at his best when he has some sort of axe to grind or something like that that is when he brings his best verses um and kind of doubling back to the uh old man out of touch caricature that sometimes gets thrown his way i actually <laughs> think his no like that's that's a common criticism of him is just oh he just hates all these young rappers and blah 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 i but see eminem I, as like the old man like get off my lawn kids right <laughs> And I, for whatever reason, I actually kind of sympathize with him. Like, if you're this battle rapper who's coming from a totally ge different generation with a totally different set of aesthetic priorities, in this case, technical uh, proficiency, you know, a song like Gucci Gang that has different priorities, of course that's going to frustrate you. And I think the, the trick is if you make that frustration productive in the case of a song, and I think The Ringer is a good example of that. Um, also, I think part of the credit for that is, uh, the production, the beat on this track. Um, the production on recent Eminem releases has been very frequently invoked as a point of criticism. Um, I'm thinking in particular of last year's album Revival. I think you and I might have talked about, uh, off the podcast about that track that sampled the zombie, uh, the, the Cranberries track Zombie being kind of a rough example um but on kamikaze it seems like eminem has made a point to contribute uh, to to collaborate with more i guess contemporary producers um so for example the ringer one of the production credits on the track is ronnie J, who has worked with young rappers like lil pump i think the the production here does less of the heavy lifting than it would on a track by lil pump but it does what you you know it does what you want to on what is basically a like five minute diss track doesn't get in Eminem's way, sets the appropriately kind of uh, ominous atmosphere, uh, and lets Eminem kind of do his thing uh, just for one prolonged verse, basically. Uh, I have more things to say about Kamikaze in general, but Caitlin, any, any thoughts on The Ringer? Um, 
Um, not in particular. I mean, I'm happy that you pointed out the Gucci Gang flow because that's something that in my two or three listens of the song, I didn't pick up on the those times. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. And I'm now I'm excited to, given that context. So thank you, Tanner. You are welcome. Unfortunately, uh, we're going downhill from there to talk about less exciting things. Uh, for as much as I think the production on the first couple tracks of the album is 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 fine passable serviceable we'll say yeah past a certain point the production on that album just takes just a complete nosedive um even some of the later tracks uh like fall with younger producers like mike will made it they feel kind of like digging for scraps not any of those producers best work and the productions by eminem's longtime collaborators are even dicier and of course, in the interest of time, I don't have time to completely demonstrate what I mean, but I do want to highlight one of what I think is the worst and, and most representative uh, offenders, which is a clip of Stepping Stone. Um, I'm going to play you the very ending of one of the verses into the first half or two thirds of the chorus. Uh, Stepping Stone is a track produced by Eminem in collaboration with uh, El Resto. Uh, and the two men here have been collaborating since 2001. And perhaps they've grown a little too comfortable uh, working with each other or just had an off uh, an off day in the studio. Once again, this is Stepping Stone. Nobody blew. I was hoping they do. So I ain't have to shoulder the crew. The plan was put everyone in position so that they knew how to stand on their own. And I don't want to open up wounds. I just noticed the oomph was gone when we go in the booth. Because the truth is the moment the proof died. So did the group. Caitlin, that's real bad. Um, it's Ooh. it's a rough. It's admittedly a very rough listen. I like. I don't even know. Where, okay, there's a way to make loud mixing work, and this is not it. Once you hit the chorus, you've got that sample that just kind of yells at you. The hi hat symbols are compressed and distorted to an absurd degree. You've got these guitar lines that come in at the exact same volume. You've got strings that are doing a whole bunch of stuff. And then suddenly out of left field, you have Eminem come in with this really clumsy uh, double-tracked pentatonic melody. Just like... Like, it's so bad. And it's especially so bad because you juxtapose that with the verses. And the verses are this like melancholy reflection of him looking back on his old group D12 and kind of feeling bad about the fact that he might have inadvertently used them as a stepping stone in his path to fame. And it's like, this is good stuff uh, thematically. And then suddenly you have this chorus that just comes like barging in and it sounds terrible. It sounds like a band that hasn't rehearsed together before. And yes. that also makes me think if we're going back to my hot take on Chris Young as like a metaphor of like he left these people behind and now like because it takes such a nosedive in production value compared to the rest of the album that like here's what I'm left with it's almost like a, an apology like you know I purposefully didn't make this song good because I used you guys and I feel bad about it <laughs> maybe K maybe Caitlin coming through with the metaphors <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so i'll start uh i'll start wrapping up here because i could say so much more about this album but just in closing like i'm not trying to say that eminem needs to make his album sound like everything else out there i'm not saying he needs to go full trap but like as much as i hate the it's 2018 like response as as part of any argument like it's 2018 and you you can't have your rap album sonics sound like a total afterthought <laughs> like if you take this album and put it next to like astro world or culture 2 putting aside the question of datedness or not datedness just in terms of like does this sound good for what it's trying to accomplish the result is kind of embarrassing and it's it's a bummer like that's that's my ultimate takeaway it's not like ha ha eminem it's just like oh man like you're still a, like obviously a really talented rapper but these beats are just really bad caitlin save me save me from kamikaze please I don't know if this next track is going to save you. Oh, no. But I th we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, pardon my nasaliness today, everyone. Uh, but my pick to start off with this week is the song Whenever by Criss Cross, otherwise known as Criss Cross Amsterdam, and also The Boy Next Door, and also Connor Maynard. You might not be familiar with all of the names that I just read, so I'm going to give you a little bit of background on these artists, and then we're going to go from there. So Connor Maynard has been hailed as the English Justin Bieber, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, his voice certainly reflects that. I just think it's a kind of funny comparison. Uh, Maynard was born in Brighton in 1992, so he's not uh, much older than me and pretty close in age to you, Tanner. He started making YouTube covers as kind of his first career building block. And what's really cool, I just remembered that uh, faculty at UVA, Carl Miller, is writing about this, amateur music makers and kind of the YouTube sensation right now with being able to perform covers and just put them up. Uh, so that's really cool. Look for his research because I'm looking forward to reading his papers. Uh, so seven years ago, getting back to Maynard, he won a competition hosted by MTV UK called Brand New for 2012. Um, and I think they do this every year, like Brand New for whatever year. And after he won that in 2012, he released his first single that wasn't a cover called Can't Say No. And since then, his career has kind of slowly rolled along, like very, very slowly. And this year, he's kind of had two successful singles, and I have not very much to say about the English Justin Bieber. Moving on to the DJs on this track, um, four guys from the Netherlands kind of cool the boy next door is an older guy that i couldn't find that much out about a lot of his information and websites were in dutch or translated into poor english from dutch and i love this about his facebook page under the about section uh they have genres listed under his name and they are as follows <clears throat> sexy beats, female-friendly tunes, and old-school jams. <laughs> In that order. In 
that order. I love it. I'm laughing so hard. I laughed so hard when I saw that. What a cool guy. He's from a town called Tilburg. Um, I don't know anything else about him, but he seems to have a, a very active SoundCloud page. Not as active on other streaming services such as Spotify, iTunes, things like that, but he's doing his thing on uh, SoundCloud. Very cool. Uh, moving on to Crisscross Amsterdam, this story is a little cuter. Um, they formed as a duo in 2011 by brothers, Jordi and Sander Huisman, Huisman, something. H U I S M A N. Take your, take your chance, listeners, on that last name. Uh, and the group became a performing trio in 2014 when a guy named Yuki Kempis joined as their MC. So, my hot take on the DJs, at least, and English Justin Bieber, Connor Maynard, is that. They do and dabble in a lot of covers, and they sample a lot of past hits, and they kind of fall into, again, this super average middle ground, it's 2018, and I just want to play some music that I find agreeable and am not super into, which kind of bugs me a little bit. So, for example, crisscross Applesauce. Sorry, crisscross Amsterdam. That was a funny joke. Tanner, stop grimacing. Tanner. <laughs> um, I succeed to make Tanner like wince every episode with my horrible jokes. <laughs> and I love it. I know, it won't stop. Um, so, yes, so crisscross Amsterdam single, just literally titled Sex featuring cheat codes was their highest chart appearance reached number nine on the uk official charts great for them but it was that song let's talk about you and me let's talk about sex baby you know that song i don't i forget what it is and i didn't write it down in my script this is a horrible uh model for my students always write it down in your script unless you're sick then you have a pass salt and pepper salt and pepper yeah um so anyway, given that background, uh, I challenge you listeners to, uh, let's say, spot the sample in our choice of the week here with Whenever. Baby, we'll be together when you come over. Yeah, I need you to get you a ticket and I'll make you fly over. You won't make it through I need some love to get a little bit sober Won't say goodbye You won't regret when you're a little bit older Because whenever, wherever We're meant to be together I'll be there and you'll be near And that's the deal, my dear All right, yes, dear listeners It does sample Whenever, Wherever by Shakira One of my least favorite songs of literally all time by one of my least favorite vocalists literally of all time oh man I can't I feel like this is something that we should talk about Tanner I don't know your feelings on Shakira but I have a lot of friends who are always shocked to find out that I really don't like Shakira are you asking if I'm surprised that you don't like Shakira you can respond in whatever way you like <laughs> I guess I, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about Shakira. 
Hips Don't Lie is fine. There's that She-Wolf song where she makes the awu noise, and that's kind of fun. <laughs> and that's kind of sadly the extent of my Shakira knowledge. I have to confess ignorance. But she, I'm like, she's she's certainly a distinctive vocalist. Uh, yeah. With the, the throaty kind of, you know, so. That's what I can't stand about it. And I'm sure that it's very hypocritical, me being very sick this week and choosing to record my voice. Um but I think we should also give the listeners a refresher on the Shakira that we just heard in Crisscross Amsterdam, The Boy Next Door, and Connor Maynard's collaboration. Shall we, Tanner? So anyway, that's Shakira. And I will say that I like the former version more than the latter. But it's so average. Crisscross Amsterdam, it like blows my mind that it this song is just like when the drop hits or the chorus hits or whatever we want to call it. It's just not striking in any way. It doesn't really create any kind of feeling or reaction uh at least in me and I find kind of terrifyingly that I'm okay with that it was fine listening to it in the car and you know even while I was actively listening to it preparing for this podcast I was like yeah it's fine but it's also one of those songs that next week I will not remember this at all there's no chance it's two minutes since you played it, and I don't remember it at all. Like, yeah. I forgot. I, I didn't remember it as you were playing it. Yeah, and I guess one final little metaphor that I'll leave us with, with that song, is have you ever been, like, in a club? No. And then oh, the DJ... Continue. Yeah, Tanner. <laughs> Tanner's like, nope, never will be. Um, if you've ever been in, like, a club... And then the DJ does something that like backs off the energy a little bit and you're still like dancing like woo fist pump and then you realize oh wait got to back it off and then it's awkward and then you stop dancing completely and then you walk out of the club and you're like oh okay that's what this song does that's the effect of this song and having said that I did like it I gave it a green highlight yes in our spreadsheets but that is the situation that came up in my mind as situations often do when I listen to these chart entries. Tanner, do you have anything else to say about this forgettable song? <laughs> I don't. I regrettably was a little catty in saying all I had to say. So I will just say that I very much appreciate your mini story that you just told about this song and say <laughs> that it accurately evokes uh, the lack of interest I find in this song perfectly fine and to save my voice this week we're gonna jump into our pick of the week which is dun dun dun, dun tanner do the honors lover loser uh it's lo and then in parentheses v slash s and parentheses er it's aj tracy 
A.J. Tracy, otherwise known as Che Walton Grant, born in Brixton, London, about a month before me. Wow, amazing. A.J. Tracy had three singles, including the one we're about to hear crack the UK official charts this year. One of which was Butterflies, and that featured Notes, another UK MC, and that one actually cracked the top 20. Amazing. So that really makes 2018 AJ Tracy's breakout year thus far. Let's take a listen to Lover Loser, and then I want to make a comparison to a past uh, pick of the week and artist that we do love so dearly on this podcast. So here's Lover Loser. Chilling in Cuba, me and a diva. She got that water, she know I need her. I'm cutting up cod or a tuna. Me, I'm a lover, but bro, you're a loser. I love a pretty Latina. I love a pretty Latina. Make a step out with a Nina. I love a pretty Latina. Chilling in Cuba, me and a diva. She got that water, she know I need her. I'm cutting up cod or a tuna. Me, I'm a lover, but bro, you're a loser. I love a pretty Latina. I love a pretty Latina. Make a step out with a Nina. I love a pretty Latina. Every time I step up in the place, girls are tryna get up in my face. Like, like oh my god, it's AJ Chase. Oh my god, baby boy, I wanna be your mate. Yeah, I made a milli, then I did the race. Round. I went to the hills from the base. To the hills. I've been sipping Henny by the case. Henny. I put VVS's in the face. I'm hitting them cheeks from the back. I, got the I really, yeah, really love the little vocals that come in and that are just repeated. And not even, I guess, the distance to the mic doesn't change that much. So it's kind of cool, like. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it's just like repeated one after the other. It kind of reminds me of like a girl band. I kind of like it. Um, But that's not the main point that I want to compare AJ Tracy to. The person that I would like to compare AJ Tracy to is Dave. Dave had those mammoth freestyle raps that we talked about last year, I think. Uh, Similar time, like last fall, I believe it was. And we've talked about... uh, more of his music since then but things to remember about him is that he has a really nice deep smooth voice even deeper than AJ Tracy's that we just heard and I think his voice is super smooth and very deep as well and I like how both Dave and AJ Tracy's accents carry through the entire time like their whole song like we never lose it in terms of subject matter uh, and a more specific comparison uh aj tracy's kind of has this more latin spin uh chilling in cuba i love a pretty latina and that kind of mirrors a single put out by dave and that one's titled tequila which you can kind of compare the subject matter even through that alone but i'd like to play a very very small clip of that one uh just to give you kind of a taste of what I mean. And all she wants to do is tease a boy. That's why she give me neck kisses when I'm playing FIFA. My Latina, Angelina, Colombiana, come from Medellin. And all she cares about is weed and sex. Half the time we ain't even speaking. But if I ain't feeling it, then I'm swerving. My new girl got my old girl hurting. The last ex that I had was a lightie. But the next ex that I get is a German. That's an X5 or a six roll. I'll get it cocaine white like a gringo. I got a link at Stony for clothes. Tanner's nodding his head. 
That's a goodie. I'm going to have to listen to the rest of that, yeah. Yes. Uh, just to wrap up my thoughts on this little comparison that I've done here for our pick of the week, the wobbly pitch bending is so cool in both of these songs. It's a little bit more flexible, I think, in AJ Tracy's Lover Loser. It kind of, I, I don't know if I could do this with my voice, but the wow, 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 wow. And you do have distinct pitches, but it does make you feel like you're all over the place. And similarly, tequila gives you that kind of wow, 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 wow. It's a little bit more punchy, but nonetheless, the pitch bending, I think, in that is something that made me think, oh my gosh, yes, these two songs are alike of similar kind. Tanner, do you have any further thoughts to share on Lover Loser? I similarly, I definitely share your love of that pitch bent piano. Uh, like if you sitting at home and listening, dear listener, if you like spin around like 10 times or something really quick and then try to walk in a straight line, like that's the feeling that comes to mind listening to that piano. <laughs> and it's really interesting to contrast that with how well, A, how much the beat changes. There are a lot of drops and little twists and turns that the beat takes, but also how punchy A.J. Tracy's rapping is. He's not going for the very sort of drawn-out, elongated syllables. He's going quick, jab, 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 jump, jab, 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 jump, jab, 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 while all the while you have the kind of woozy. Maybe that's the opponent in this in this uh, metaphorical boxing match while we're throwing out metaphors. Ooh, I like it. I'm also reminded a little bit of uh, Pure Water by Skepta. Oh, yeah. A little bit okay. in terms of that in terms of that flow, both of them. I think Skepta's going for more of an unflappable atmosphere than AJ Tracy's, but I think they both share that kind of nimbleness juxtaposed with some sort of pitch instability. Of course, in the case of Pure Water, it's the bass sort of ruptures that come up through, whereas in the AJ Tracy... It's much more in the woozy piano and the beat dropping out. Um, but they have that kind of uh, similar sort of tension, variety. It's the spice of life. It's the spice of pop. It's the spice of chart chat. And with that, I'm going to close uh, to save Caitlin's voice. We hope she gets well soon. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat, home of lovers and losers alike. If you'd like to listen to all this past week's chart debuts, you can find YouTube and Spotify playlists in the show notes. And if you have any feedback, questions, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at chartchatcast. Also, if you feel so generous, which we hope you do, please consider rating and reviewing us on your podcasting platform of choice. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, hopefully sometime in the next coming weeks, we're going to start looking into showing up on Spotify. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly, and our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Thank you again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And we will catch you next week.